0: All right, this morning, or today, uh, I'm here with Nick Barnhart, and Nick is a business insurance advisor. He's located in the Detroit area, and Nick specializes in working with local specialty trade contractors, uh, such as landscapers, concrete contractors, HVAC, plumbing, electrical, just to name a few. And uh, he helps them to control their total cost of risk and their insurance costs while making sure that they have the right coverages in place uh, to protect their business. And one thing that makes Nick really uh, different as an insurance advisor is he spent 20 years in the construction business. In fact, he still oversees his family's Uh, construction business. And so he has an inside knowledge of what construction is all about and how it works and what the insurance needs are. And the other thing is, is Nick prides himself on being available and responsive to his clients. He's always there. Uh, You call him and you'll reach him and you'll get an answer. And so what we're going to be talking about today are the three big questions that contractors typically have about insurance and uh, or should have about insurance, thinking about, geez, how can they really control their insurance costs and make sure they have the right coverage, and probably even most important, make sure they're working with the right insurance advisor. So we're going to get into these three questions, and they you know, the, the top question typically that contractors have is, hey, what's it gonna cost? What's the price? How can I get the lowest price? And we'll break that down into a couple different areas so that you as the contractor understand what what really makes up how your insurance is priced by the insurance carriers and the role that the insurance agent plays in helping to uh, control that cost. The second question that uh, a lot of contractors have would be Hey, is my agent accessible when I need to make a policy change or I need to get certificates of insurance out, which are extremely important for contractors? And then finally, we'll hit upon what are some of the, the right coverages or essential coverages that contractors should consider to protect their business? The basic coverages and maybe some coverages that maybe you've heard about, but you you really should consider having so. Welcome, Nick. Glad to have you, and uh, we'll get into this. You ready?
1: Yeah, for sure. Good morning. Good morning.
0: Okay. okay. So first of all, let's talk about this whole issue of price. And a lot of people, a lot of contractors, you know, they're used to bidding on jobs, and so they're thinking about the whole bidding process. But what happens is, if that's the thinking, sometimes that can be a danger for contractors to think that they can call up and get a bunch of different agents to bid on their insurance. Sometimes that can work against them, especially right now where we're having what's called a hardening of the market. The carriers are in, increasing their pricing, uh, and, and sometimes it's even tough to get some of the coverages out there. So let's let's dive into this. First of all, wh- what are some of the things that you're hearing from contractors when it comes to pricing, and then we'll get into this a little bit more. So what what are some things that, you know, I guess first of all, that contractors ask you about pricing and how do you address that up front?
1: Um, some of them are increases with the workers' comp with the audits. So if you're, if you're honest up front with your policy, with your payroll, with uh, sales, I'm able to you know keep that price in line with you because there's not to be no surprises when the audits come in at the end of the year, and then have to write a check for un, unforeseen expenses that you didn't, didn't realize in the beginning. So that's that's the first thing is, is keep it honest with me on your sales, and your workers comp, on the payroll, and on all the, the autos as well. So that's, that's one of them there.
0: Yeah, I think that's that's a good point. I think you know a lot of times, you know, it, it really helps to let the agent the advisor you're working with know exactly what's happening in the business because sooner or later you're going to have to pay that if it's an increase and have an audit or whatever. And plus uh, car- insurance carriers know what's happening in your business. The more you can give them about all your operations, the better, right?
1: Oh, for sure. Yep. Another advantage is working with someone that's in the business. I understand, you know, your need as a contractor be in the business for 20 years. So but our carriers are in line with contractors. So as an advantage of dealing with someone like me as an independent contractor, having multiple carriers to shop your policy around instead of having to go out outside of me or to other agencies looking for pricing, I'm able to go to all the carriers I have and then try to shop the best right for you within my office.
0: Right. Yeah, that's a great point because a lot of times, you know, contractors think, gee, I can get a bunch of different agents in here and that will get me the best price, but it really can work against you. Right. It could be that, you know, because typically carriers are only going to work with one agent. So if they get a, a submission or a request for a quote from multiple agents, uh, it, it could lock you out of a market, right? Well,
1: for sure. Yeah, exactly. They could lock you out. Um, so that's, that's the advantage of being independent. I could also sometimes we could bundle your policies in advantage to keep, you know, your auto, work comp, and uh, general liability with the same carrier. And other times it might be not be advantageous to do that. Sometimes you might want to go ahead and you know put the auto with a different carrier. They have better rates for the auto, or also with the workers' comp. So sometimes we even have to split up uh, the policy in three different carriers to give you the best rate. So. With uh being independent and having all the carriers I can move you around to the best fit your needs
0: but that's a that's a great point, so you know sometimes if you're and, and I guess it depends on the type of business what how the carriers look at it, what the appetite is, but some carriers want you know they're aggressive and they want the whole account where other times maybe they're they're really keen on the work comp and maybe the the general liability, but they're not really that great on the business auto or their rates aren't really that competitive on business auto for whatever the reason. And so what you're saying is you have the flexibility then to break out that auto and find the best carrier for that line of coverage, right?
1: Yes, for sure. That's what we're able to do. You typically find that the workers comp is gonna be had to be pulled out. A lot of you know these contractors, you know, some of them are bigger, some are smaller. A lot of the smaller ones, their payroll is not enough for the carrier to accept them. So sometimes we have to break it out and go with a different carrier. They'll accept the smaller payrolls, some of these contractors as well.
0: Right, right. What – I was going to ask a question. What are are we seeing or what are you seeing as far as rates? You mentioned on work comp rates, you're starting to see some of the rates going up or – uh, I guess the underwriters are maybe asking more questions, they're being a little bit more selective. Are you seeing increases, you know, across the board in other lines of coverage? Let's say business auto, general liability. What's kind of the, the overall climate on insurance rates right now, as we're talking here September 2020?
1: Well, the rates in general, you know, across the board have kind of been going up a little bit, but with our carriers, their appetite is strong for contractors, so it's been staying pretty steady, actually, for the contractors. So that's why... Okay, uh, that's,
0: that's good news.
1: Need ...to be involved with uh, someone that deals with contractors, and that's kind of what we we'll like to run with. So, okay. Yeah, most definitely okay. we're, we're doing good with that and keeping the premiums tight for, for you.
0: Okay. So it sounds like, you know, maybe sum up a little bit on, you know, some of the things that contractors can do to really control their pricing is, first of all, be upfront about what's happening in your operation, about your payrolls, your revenues, where what type of work you're really doing, all facets of it. You know, let the agent know what equipment you have, the trucks you have. You know who you're working with on jobs, your subcontractors, that type of thing. The second thing is, is it's probably more important to select your agent up front and and really make a decision to work with one agent to help you to shop the market and find the best carriers for your particular business, rather than parading in a a, a whole bunch of different agents that you think might be able to find you the best market because what happens is, is it can really work against you especially now as we're in a hardening market where you may be aced out of a market or even if you've done that in the past uh, and there are carriers that may be a good market for you right now maybe in the past they just never got a fair shot on your business because the other agent that controlled it didn't really uh, necessarily uh, champion you to that market. So uh, anything else as far as the pricing part, Nick, that, that contractors need to be aware of?
1: Yeah, so like when you're hiring uh, employees, you have a bunch of vehicles, maybe you have a fleet of vehicles, you want to make sure you're hiring people that have good driving records. You know, you that's
0: a great you want point. Yeah.
1: VRs, you, know, you don't want to just be hiring people with you know very bad driving records and then you get uh, when you check the MVRs, all of a sudden they're going to raise your your um, auto policy because of bad MVR for drivers or you have a lot of accidents in that regard. So, want to make sure the people you hire for your team that you know that you trust driving your vehicles also have a good driving yeah. records as well. So,
0: so, so uh, basically, I, and that's a good point is you probably want some type of hiring procedures to be able to to vet people. You know. yeah, it might be tough to. F- find skilled workers, but you still want to be able to check them out, check their MBRs, check their references, uh, because you may be hiring someone that could really cause you an issue on maybe your your automobile coverage or even on workers' compensation. You could be buying a claim there that that could cost you over a period of three years, you know, when it hits your experience mod. So I, I, that's a great point, Nick. So, okay. Well, that's great. Let's let's move on into, you know, you're talking about, you know, maybe hiring uh, employees, policy changes, getting out those certificates of insurance, having access to the agent. Uh, let's talk a little bit about that issue and why that's so important for contractors. Um, you know, and maybe the biggest thing would be the whole certificates of insurance, because that really uh, determines a lot of the cash flow for a contractor and since you've been on that end of it let's talk about some of the issues around you know certificates of insurance and maybe a little bit on your insights you know looking at it from the insurance advisors and what are carriers concerned about what are some of the concerns for you as as an advisor that you need to really do the job and get that certificate of insurance in the hands of the contractor.
1: Right for sure. So we have a lot of contractors that you know are bidding on large projects, and the general contractor might require them to have an umbrella policy with an extra two, three million on there. It might be had to be you know insured as primary, additional insured, and a lot of contractors just go ahead and bid this job without knowing the requirements of their insurance. So they go ahead and bid it, call me, say I need a certificate, but the general needs this, 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 and this. And then it causes an increase in their policy, you know, it could be quite costly. So, if the contractors are willing to have an advisor like me give me a call, you know, be in contact with me on a regular basis, I can go ahead and quote this out with the underers previously before they bid for the policy or bid, sorry, bid for the job. That way I could tell them what the costs are going to be so they could include that in their bids. That way, they're not getting a shock price increase on their policy and they're not expecting that when they bid the projects with larger larger general contractors. So if you get quite right. costly happen to add up all these extra requirements for generals um, So. another one.
0: So what I'm hearing you say then is, geez, as soon as you're bidding or thinking about bidding on a project, you need to contact Nick or your insurance advisor and let them know, rather than waiting until after you get the award on the project, because you know what happens is is the. Based upon the insurance requirements of that project, it may have to go back into the the underwriter at the insurance carrier because the the project may be requesting some coverages or situations that wasn't that aren't or weren't contemplated by that underwriter. So in essence, they're re-underwriting your account every time sure. you're, you're requesting a certificate of insurance. And I think a lot of contractors don't really realize that. They just think, geez, I, I have insurance. Uh, you know, just issue this certificate of insurance. And they don't realize that maybe there's some differences of coverages here that are, that that comes, are hidden. So cause a project. delay.
1: Right, could cause a delay to starting the project because I have to send all the information to underwriting to try to get the additional coverages. So it, it could be a, a delay of, you know, weeks weeks and it might cause a problem with the general because they want you on the job starting it that's another another issue we have too is if they're waiting to last minute let me know that you need it and then i have to deal with underwriting back and forth and you know who knows worst case scenario if you're a new new business you might not even get approved for for some of these requirements because you're so new to the business you don't have the experience so Right, another right. Issue too. so yeah it's definitely could be a problem for them with the certificate of insurances Get on, get on the job, and you know, try to create cash
0: flow. Correct. So yeah, so it's it may be, jeez, you may if you don't have that certificate that you can hand over to the general, you may not get on the job. You know, first of all, and uh, you know, that's really not leaving a good taste in the mouth of that general uh, because it could delay the whole project. Uh, you know, normally if you're one of the trades coming into a project, you know, the general has you scheduled out and lined up and there are other trades behind you to complete the rest of the project so you could you know cause delays or or even depending upon how the contract's written you could you could have penalties because you didn't issue the certificate at the right time right
1: oh correct or like i said you might even lose the job on top of yeah lose the
0: job or yeah or or you know obviously, there would be a delay in getting paid on the job, so yeah, you can create a lot of problems for yourself uh, by not handling the certificates correctly,
1: and
0: so again, it,
1: of it, So, worth some of the contractors might take the job on, and the general might like to let them start the project, work the project, and then at the end of the project, before they get paid, they need the certificate, and sometimes, hey. I have to go through underwriting to get the certificate to get these additional requests of uh, limits increased, That might hold up a delay from you getting your check as well because sometimes, like you said, the contractors like to start working, but they're not going to pay you to get the certificate. Mm-hmm. The job might be complete. You're waiting on underwriting to get the certificate to get your check. And this is another dilemma we run into sometimes.
0: Right. So, well, and it, and it seems like, boy, that would be completely after the fact. And uh you could complete the job uh you're 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 asking the insurance agent to to get the certificate after the fact, and boy you it, it may be that you need to pay more for the insurance as a result of the requirements is the the uh, certificate so you could have invested in the job and actually lost money on the job right
1: correct correct
0: so, so yeah that's
1: that's why I need a you to call me if you've got a big job coming up, you know, let me go over your policy and we can review it to see what we can do to make sure you're covered going into large projects.
0: Okay. Yeah. So again, uh, what Nick's saying on this is, Hey, when you're, we're, you're bidding on a job or you're thinking about bidding on a job, you know, contact Nick up front, uh, before you really even submit that bid in the job, you know, get the, the you know, all the, all the projects will have insurance requirements in there. Get all the information about that project to Nick as early as possible so he can take that information, contact his, his underwriters that are the, uh, for the insurance company that you're insured with, and so he can handle that for you and get the answers that you can plug into your bid so you know everything that's going into the insurance requirements and the cost of that insurance on that project, right?
1: For sure, definitely. Okay.
0: Sounds good. So finally, let's talk about, uh, you know, we talked about price. We talked about, you know, uh, responsiveness, how the working with the agent uh, upfront, both on the pricing part of it, certificates of insurance. And, and this same thing applies, not only certificates of insurance, we didn't really talk about this, but anytime you're thinking about changing your operations i would think it would be a good idea you're adding a new truck or a new piece of equipment you bought a property or whatever you want to know that as early on as possible right
1: oh well, for sure most definitely let us know right away when you, you're buying a new truck so we get insured right away before you bring it bring it to the shop you know like I said another property you're going to be working on or you purchase a new building you know let us know so you get the insurance on it and the right coverages for that. Especially okay. if some, some of you guys are buying buildings and they have to do some work on it, so we want to make sure you're covered in that regard, too.
0: Right, right.
1: Work
0: on them. So let's talk about right coverages. Uh, you know, obviously the pricing is important, but it's, you know – if you don't have the right coverages to protect your business, you can have the lowest price in the world and you still could be creating a, a problem for your business. So, let's talk about some of the basic coverages that contractors should consider and maybe some some coverages that maybe they heard a little bit about, but they should seriously take a look at them because, you know, our environment as far as risk for business changes the legal environment changes, the things that can happen to businesses change. And we'll talk about some of those things. So let's talk about the basic things. And you hit upon them. We, we mentioned them here, workers' comp, business auto. What are some of the other basic coverages that contractors should should really have in place for their business?
1: Obviously, the general liability is you know, like a, like a, like a must, right? But on top of that, you might want to consider professional liability you know, some of the jobs you might make a mistake, and uh, you're not covered for the certain kind of work you do. So, professional liability is another one, additional kind of coverage we could add for you to help so, you out with that.
0: So, so, professional liability reminds me of something. I just had a guy. I'm I'm in the midst of selling my mother's house here in Pennsylvania, and we need to put in a new sewer system. And so there was a uh, an engineer that came out to design. The system, Uh, you know, because it needs to be so far away from uh, the neighbor's wells and, you know, the specs on how large the drain field needs to be and all that. So if he designs that wrong and he gets sued, that's what you're talking about as far as professional liability, because he's did the design of that project, right? Where a general liability wouldn't cover something like that.
1: Right, that's another, yeah, outside the normal, the general liability, professional liability will help you cover you in a situation like that. Sometimes, landscapers might do design with drainage and, you know, it might cause you know an issue down the road, they didn't do it correctly and things start flooding out and it might come back onto them. So, you know, if the general liability doesn't cover it, if you have professional liability, it's another backup to make sure you're covered in certain situations like this, like you had mentioned.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah, definitely. How- how about some of the property coverages, you know, how, how about how do contractors cover like their tools or equipment, you know, materials on the job, you know, those types of things are, you know, they can have a lot of money tied up in all those things. Right.
1: Oh, and correct. sometimes
0: they get vandalized or they get stolen or, you know, whatever.
1: Yep. For sure. So someone like on the bigger stuff, you would want to have it scheduled on your policy. Like your like your excavators, your bobcats, skid steers, um, bigger equipment, you know, like around five to ten thousand dollars and up. And then the smaller equipment, you just have like a blanket policy for like simple stuff, like shovels. With the landscapers, you got weed whackers, uh, blowers, okay. things like that would be you know under a blanket policy. So that's yeah, because you could have those
0: things you know coming and going all the time. So you probably don't want to say every time you buy a new weed <laughs> whacker, you know. Uh, blower or whatever that you want to you know schedule out the insurance on that you just want a, a blanket limit is what you're saying and uh that kind correct
1: of yeah yeah
0: and, and how cool about, about covering like materials you know maybe drywall you know wood you know lumber you know, all that kind of thing how how does that work for a contractor
1: well typically you got to make sure that's going to be included in your policy you'll be able to cover uh the materials and most policies if you're working the, the right you know right agents sorry the right agent be able to make sure you have that typical coverage in there a lot of the, the policies like you know carpentry or general contractor policies a lot of that coverage is already included in, in the policies as well okay so, so a lot problem. of times
0: how it's packaged up you'll have right. some coverages for those types right. of things and, and right. again i would imagine if you're you know if you have anything out of the ordinary, uh, a job that's out of the ordinary, you want it, They, they need to talk to you about that to see. Hey, is is the policy going to cover that, or or what's really happening, right?
1: Right, for sure. If you're having like, you know, different circumstances where the materials are, you know, out of the norm, and you're going to have a, you know, high value you know, materials on the job, maybe some steel or, you know, other things like precious. You know, who knows? Some people.
0: Maybe some high-value equipment. If you're, yeah. you know, a specialty HVAC contractor, you know, something like that, where there's really a, you know, like a large generator or you know whatever that might be, that's really right, high high-ticket item. So yeah, we might
1: have to add that onto the policy. But in general, if you're working with the right carriers, they include a lot of this coverage for you. That's why it's important to make sure the carriers you guys are working with and the agent that you're working with, you know, kind of specializes in. Know, the contractors themselves and that's their appetite so they're able to include a lot of these coverages for you already in the policy
0: right and which is going to be in the long run less expensive less headaches because you know it's covered so you have a little bit more peace of mind knowing that it's just included in the policy right so correct, correct. how about let's talk about maybe some coverages uh, you know they maybe it's not a they're not as Prominent maybe for contractors, but they're certainly getting a lot of attention in in different businesses, and maybe there's some application for them uh, because I hear this with, when I talked to a lot of insurance advisors, and that would be the the two coverages or are the areas of risk that are maybe newer risks or more emerging more serious types of, of risks would be in the area of, of cybersecurity and also employment practice liability. Let's talk a little bit about those two coverages, Nick, and, and maybe how they would apply to contractors.
1: Okay, yeah, also those are, those are you know, more and more those are being included in, in the general liability portion of your okay. policies that like get add on which is included in, in a lot of, with these carriers because, like you said, the risk is getting more. So that's why uh, the carriers are adding this along as well into the, into the policies. So with the cyber risk, you don't want anybody, you know, go in there and start stealing all your documents, your precious documents. You know, you have a lot of, uh, say, tax ID numbers are in there. You know, credit card numbers are in there. Right. And employees you might have employee social security numbers in there, so this could this could help with. You know, so there
0: could be some sensitive personal information either from your clients, where you have credit card information, home addresses uh employees social security numbers that that a lot of times contracts is i think well i, I don't really have you know a lot of this information but they really do right,
1: right correct they do you said a lot of it too nowadays more and more people are aren't doing stuff on paper everything's on the computers well like you said a lot of the customer client information could be on there too you don't want that to be into the wrong hands as well
0: definitely definitely How how about employment practices you know what Let's talk about maybe some scenarios where that would come into play. You know, we, we touched upon it a little bit about, you know, hiring, you know, not hiring and getting, a you know, a potential problem with a driver or, or a work comp claim. What are some other areas there that maybe would uh, apply to employment practices?
1: Okay but the contractors you know it could be something with like you know with harassment of you know another other worker um, a lot of times it's it's uh more like it's an office space with the employment practices but yeah there are things that can still happen with, with the contractors uh, in regards to that but we don't see too much problems with the employment practices with the, with the contractors very much
0: yeah, but it 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 still can happen, like you said. Correct. It could be a, an harassment situation, a wrongful termination, uh, right. you know, those types of things. And and a lot of times, those can you know, you're always going to have an attorney involved whenever there's an employment practice claim. And and it, you know, just if an attorney's involved, it, it can get high high dollar pretty quickly.
1: Correct.
0: So yeah. okay. In any other coverages? I think we pretty much covered all of them uh, as far as the important coverages for, for contractors. Anything else that, that we missed there, Nick, that you can think of?
1: Um, I think we're pretty good. It's just, um, like I said, the biggest thing is is you want to work with, a, with an agent that, that knows your business and that has the carriers that, you know, want your business. Some carriers don't want, aren't, you know, that's not the appetite that they want. So that, that helps mm-hmm. when you find an agent that really knows the business is there for you and make sure they're able to, you know, easily be contacted when you need them. Some of these guys okay. don't, don't answer the phone quite often, or you call the office <laughs> and they're not around. <laughs> right, they don't right. you most, most of my clients have my cell phone. I'm easily able to be contacted. You know, not a problem. I'll call you right back. I know certificates of insurance they're needed to get you know to get paid to get on the job so that's my main goal here too is to try to get these out to so you guys to you're not getting held up on getting paid or getting getting work started so
0: okay kind
1: of i try to do to help agents this out so, sorry
0: my okay client, uh, well i think you pretty much summarized you know what we talked about about these three big big questions you know it's really if you you know if you're Wanting the best price, the best service, and the right coverages, you know, it's critical to contact Nick early on in the process and work with him and, and, you know, reveal everything about your operation and, you know, and it's really important that nick understands all the facets of your operation to be able to go to the right carriers to negotiate the best pricing and to place the coverages with the right carriers whether it's all with one carrier or it's split up with multiple carriers and uh and also you know the certificates of insurance the policy changes Get get contact Nick early on that to make sure it's handled the way that you want it to be handled. It's not going to create a, an issue for you down the road. So good stuff, Nick. So finally, uh, how, do, how do people get a hold of you? What's the best way to, to get a hold of you? And, you know, if they do have insurance needs, you know, how do they get a hold of Nick Barnhart?
1: Um, you can just uh, give me a call. My number is 586 506-0340 or you could, you know, find us on the internet. We have a website, BernhardInsurance.com. Okay. So on there, we have some information for you guys on there about policies and some needs you might need on there. Okay. So yeah, simple. All right.
0: Okay. Uh, okay. Repeat that phone number again. Just do it real slow so people hear it again. So Because I forgot. Yep. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no worries. It's yes, 586- 506 Zero. And, again, okay. the website is barnhartinsurance.com. Pretty simple.
0: Okay. Very good, Nick. Good stuff. And so if you're a contractor, get a hold of Nick, and he'll take care of you. So. Thank you.